All right, everyone, if you have your Bible, I encourage you to open up to Psalm 8. And um, given the time, I'm going to be merciful to all of us. I'm going to read Psalm 8. All right, so let me read Psalm 8 for us again. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory above the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what are mere mortals that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So we saw last week that this text talks to us about what it means to be made in the image of God. It doesn't use this phrase, but it's picking up, um, riffing on, expounding on Genesis 1, verses 26 to 27, where it talks about how man and woman have been made in the image of God and how God invited them to be fruitful and increase in number and to rule over all that God had created. And so this psalm is picking up on that it's pondering that, and we talked about that last week. And we looked at three different things that it means that were made in the image of God. We talked about first how it means everybody, even those different than us, even right, the road rage maniac, road rage maniac we talked about last week, is someone who's made in the image of God, who reflects God, and so who is precious and important. And that ties into this matter of diversity, right? Because it's not just people who look like us. It's people very different from us who we struggle to understand, too, who are also made in the image of God. Then we talk second about how to be made in the image of God is to be crowned by God with the glory and honor that God have, God has that is put on us so that we are meant to reflect God's glory. People should be able to look at us and who we are and the way we live and say, Wow, God is awesome. God is great because the way we're living our lives, we're pointing people to God and we're glorifying God. And then thirdly, we talked about, and this is what Genesis 1 and Psalm 8 really pick up on. And it's really, I think, biblically the essence of what it be, means to be made in the image of God. It's that we are invited to rule, not in heaven, but on earth over this part of God's creation. Just as God is the great ruler um, of, of the whole universe, so God has delegated on this earth the responsibility to rule over this earth and put it in our hands and said, you're like me, you're made in my image. So on this earth, you rule over this earth. But of course, we talked about last week how that language of ruling is problematic, right? And many people have pointed out that Christians have too often used it as an excuse to oppress and to dominate and to um, selfishly exploit whatever 
we come across, whether it's an animal, whether it's the environment, whether it's another person, whether it's a community, to exploit them for our own purposes. And sadly, Christians have even looked to the fact that we're made in God's image and we're told to rule and said that justifies the fact that we're doing this. And so that's been problematic. It's problematic if, if you ever travel in environmental circles as they wrestle with Genesis 1 and what Christians have done with that. But it's not the problematic directions we have taken that right from the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve said, you know, we're not going to look to God for wisdom and direction. We're not going to trust God for how we should rule this world. We're going to figure it out for ourselves. Thank you very much. We're pretty smart. Um, we, we have good minds. We have ideas. We're just going to run with this. We're going to figure it out for ourselves. And the biblical story tells how that worked out as there has been injustice and exploitation and evil and murder and bloodshed and mistrust and on and on it goes, right, as you read the biblical story. So us ruling on our own, our own way, has not gone very well. And God anticipated that and has addressed that. And he is trying to correct us and teach us how we are meant to rule. And uh, there's actually a hint of that right in this psalm, which is the one verse we didn't talk about last week. And so we're going to talk about it just briefly this morning. And then we're going to see how Jesus actually picks up that verse and says, yeah, that's the kind of ruler I am. So it's verse two. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Now, you may be familiar with another translation of this, through the praise of children and infants, you have, or through the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. And we don't have time this morning to, to get into all of that, but it's, it's two ways that this has been translated. But notice that this psalm is a praise psalm. It was, pray, it was sung through Israel's history, prayed, recited in the temple, as they are praising God, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name through all the earth. And then in this psalm, we find this little phrase through the lips of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. And I think what we're meant to picture here, Israel is a country, we're not going to use the slides because I'm kind of just skipping around, which if you know anything about the ancient world, lived at the crossroads of the ancient world and lived at the battleground and the fault ground of some major empires like Assyria to the north and to the east, Babylon further to the east, Egypt to the south, these major oppressive ruling but often exploitative empires. And they were always jockeying for power, and sometimes Israel enjoyed peace, but only for a while, because then Egypt would be pushing north into Israel, or Assyria would be coming south and be fighting with Egypt. And so they periodically would have these great powers, much more powerful than them, very oppressive, trampling through their land. And they are this little country singing praises at their temple to their God, hopefully trusting God for protection, and they felt very much like children and infants compared to these other powers. And children and infants is a phrase you'll find repeated through the Old Testament to refer to people who feel weak and small 
Like you could think of David with his, this boy with his sling when he fought, if you know this story, the mighty Goliath with his huge spear and his armor and he's, you know, nine feet tall or whatever. I don't know how tall he was, seven and a half feet tall. And David feels like a child and an infant compared to this great man that he's taking on. Well, that's the imagery here. Through the lips, through the praise of children and infants, that's who we feel like as God's people, as we praise our God and we look to him. But yet somehow as we pray to him, as we praise him, he's established a stronghold against our enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. So in the context of us being reminded, God's people being reminded that we are supposed to rule, we realize that we're like children and infants, that we're weak, that we're humble. And it's only through our praise and our prayer and our reliance on God that we're able to carry out the fact that we're made in God's image. And Jesus picks up on this of all places as he walks humbly into the city of Jerusalem as its king on a donkey in humility. And what do the powerful people do? They reject him. They ignore him. They criticize him. And what do the children do? And the blind and the lame, they come to him and they welcome them as their king. And Jesus says, there you go, through the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. Now he's quoting the other version of this this psalm. And the message is, Jesus is picking up on this and saying, yes, we are called to rule. Jesus was called is called to rule over the whole world. We are called to rule as made in God's image. But the way we're to do it is not to oppress others, but it's to be humble. What did Jesus say? Whoever's greatest among you is the servant of all. Lay down your life. If you want to find your life, lose it. Love your enemies. Turn the other cheek. That's the kind of king I am. That's the way children and infants rule in weakness, not in power. And so that's the corrective. And the whole rest of the biblical story is the corrective to what it means to be the image of God, to the extent that to be the image of God means that we're to rule over this earth. The way Jesus has taught us to do it is in humility, in gentleness, in weakness, And Jesus, remember, is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the one, more than anyone else, who shows us what it means, what it shows us, first of all, what God is like. And so we discover this amazing thing when we see most clearly what God is like, as we see the the most perfect image of God, we see that God is lowly as well as great. God is just as at home in weakness as God is in power and strength. It's a side of God that wasn't fully revealed until that moment, but is the very essence of who God is. And so Jesus is the image of God twice over. He's the image of God because he's God, and he shows us what God is like. And he's the image of God because he's the ultimate human being, and he's what human beings are supposed to be. And so if we're going to be in the image of God, and if we're going to take up our mandate to rule, we do it the way Jesus taught us to do it. We do it in humility. We do it from a place of weakness. And so now, John, maybe we'll go just to the very end of um, 
the message and uh, the slide. Let's see. Um, the one with uh, Shohei Otani. We'll check John's baseball now. Oh, look at that. He's right on it. So I, I want to close with, with this, this question. Which of these, I'm going to show you a few slides, which of these best reflects the human ideal? The ideal human being. Is it physical prowess? Is it the super athlete, the goat, right? Greatest of all time. Or going to the next slide, is it intellectual brilliance and professional achievements like our newest Supreme Court justice? Is that what is the ultimate essence of what it means to be human at humanity's very best? Or is it physical beauty and especially the Western tendency to value European looks? Which of these best represents the human ideal, the most true expression of being human? Well, according to the Bible, it's none of those. It's rather to be one who humbly serves. To be most fully human is to be the one who's most like Jesus, the most truly human one. We're most fully human when we offer our lives in love to serve others. So you've been made, I've been made in God's image. And God has told us through his word what it means to be like God. And so what practically does that mean for, for you, for me this week? Is there someone you've been elevating and, and holding up and, and, and looking to as better than you, better than the rest of us? But now you realize that you've been doing that for the wrong reasons that you've been evaluating them from the wrong measure? Or are there people that you tend to look down on, if you're really honest? You wouldn't say you do, but you do. But again, it's been for the wrong reasons that you're judging them against the wrong yardstick. And you need to repent of that and work on viewing them differently. Or do you need to embrace and step into your own humanity to step more fully into what it means to be made in the image of God yourself. In other words, are there ways you need to embrace stepping into the role of the servant? Being like a child and an infant, offering your life in weakness and trusting God